Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> Last Sunday, we looked at the brief period of time between the death and the burial of our Lord Jesus Christ, where St. Thomas as well as the rest of the disciples, had their faith greatly shaken. They were going through such a crisis of faith in those moments their Lord had been taken from them, tortured, crucified, and buried. And what was it that lifted them out of this crisis of faith, out of their weakness of faith? The resurrected Jesus Christ granting them the experience of Himself. They saw Him. They touched him. They heard his words. He spoke with them and they with him. They fellowshiped with him again. And from that experience, our Lord gave them the gift of great faith. And we remember the teaching of the church on this very subject that tells us very clearly that true faith only comes by the experience of our Lord Jesus Christ not just by the hearing of words about Him, not just by the reading of words about Him, but the encounters that we have with the living and resurrected Jesus Christ in our lives. That's what will overcome every crisis of faith in our lives and grant us the great faith of the apostles that came by the experience of our Lord Jesus. Today we continue... We continue to look at this experiencing of God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit that is granted to us for the same gifting of great faith and for our salvation. Allow me from our Gospel reading of St. John in chapter 10 to just read a few verses. And I'd like for you to listen for the language of experience and the language of relationship. That is the language of an experience with God that is to be had. These are Christ's own words describing his relationship to us and our relationship to him. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the father knows me. Even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring in, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Let me point out to you today three aspects of relationship and encounters and experience that the Lord is describing in His relationship to us. The first one is this. He says he is a shepherd to sheep, which means we are sheep to a shepherd. And therein lies the framework for the experience of relationship with the Lord our God, Christ, in this life, all through this life. Christ leads us. Christ guides us. Christ protects us. Christ sustains us. He feeds us. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the caregiver of his people. What about the sheep? 
The experience is there for them to go through this life experiencing his leadership, his direction, his wisdom, his sharing his mind with us, his protection over us, his feeding us all that we need at all times, his sustaining our lives at all times, and his caregiving over us. All of this is to be experienced of Christ in this life. And then our Lord says this, I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, even as I know the Father. My friends, you will not find a greater statement of experience and relationship and intimacy than you just heard our Lord say about our relationship to Him. I know my sheep. They know me, even as I know the Father. Listen to what St. Cyril of Alexandria says, teaching about that one teaching Jesus gave. St. Cyril teaches when Jesus says, I know my own, and my own know me, as the Father knows me, and as I know the Father. It is equivalent to saying, I shall enter into a close relationship with my sheep, and my sheep shall be brought into a close relationship with me according to the manner in which the Father is intimate with me. And again, I also am intimate with the Father. In the same way, we also, being brought into a close relationship with God the Father, are called His family and are spoken of as His children. Truly, we are called the family of the Son, He says, and in fact, we are part of His family. Oh, that we might have our eyes opened up to see the truth here that we are given to know Christ with the same eyes that the Father and the Son know one another. This is our Lord's desire, to share himself that intimately with you, with me, to draw us into himself, that through actual fellowship in this life, we might be known to one another. This is what Jesus is saying. And then our Lord says this in St. John 10. My sheep hear my voice. You hear the language of experiencing God here. My sheep hear my voice. And how critical it is, any shepherd will tell you this. How critical it is for sheep to know and recognize the voice of their shepherd. It will save their lives and it will sustain their lives. It's by recognizing and hearing the voice of the shepherd that the sheep know when to move and progress with the shepherd. Because when he leads them to a green pasture, once that pasture is eaten, the sheep must recognize the call and the voice of God to move with him, sometimes through very dangerous terrain, where they must hear his voice. But they hear his voice to move with the shepherd from green pasture to green pasture. They must learn to hear the shepherd's voice guiding them in order, in order to survive. And if a sheep begins to stray from the flock, it's the voice of the shepherd that must resound quickly for the sake of the sheep. And the sheep must have ears to hear, to recognize the voice of the shepherd so that quickly they come back to the flock lest they go away and get themselves injured or worse, devoured. To hear the voice of the shepherd so that they don't stray from him and from all of his sheep. So the sheep stay on the path with the shepherd, which is the sheep's only hope of survival and health 
And Jesus says to us today, my sheep hear my voice. My friends, it is over time in this life, through the constant hearing of the shepherd's voice, is how we learn to hear and know that voice, to recognize it, to respond to every word that comes from the voice of our shepherd. And it's the same with us in our relationship with Christ. If we are attentive, we hear so much of the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ, our shepherd, so often in the church, in the manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth and in our lives and in our homes. His voice resounds in the divine liturgy. It resounds in the prayers of his holy church and the services of his holy church. His voice resounds in the reading of Holy Scripture where we hear the word of God speak to us therein in those services. And it's the voice of the shepherd that rings out in the sermons and in the teachings. We hear it in the handing down, the delivering of the teaching of the apostles from one generation to generation. We learn to hear his voice. And in our daily lives, we hear the voice of the shepherd speaking if we're praying. If we're praying. When we pray the hours of those liturgical prayers that the church fathers call the beginning, not the end of prayer. We use those prayers as our guide to see Christ clearly, to begin experiencing him. And as we talk about here, this here. That the prayers, the liturgical prayers of the church are the trellis on which the vine of the life of fellowship grows and blossoms. And if we are in prayer with God on a daily basis, we will learn to hear and recognize his voice. And as part of that prayer, part of that time in fellowship with God, if we are reading and devouring and eating the holy scriptures... And equally important reading what the church fathers say is the meaning of those holy scriptures. We will learn to discern and hear the voice of life in an age of noise. Are you hearing the language of very real and experience and relationship that our Lord desires with his sheep? Then allow me to pause and just ask a question out there for every one of us, including myself. Is this your Christian experience? This close relationship with Christ, our shepherd experiencing how near he is to us. The close relationship he shares with us, hearing his voice, responding to it in the daily, in the daily. Is this our experience of the intimacy with God that Christ describes that he avails for us and has made a way for us so that we experience true relationship through what we say all the time in the church? The union we have been granted with the Holy Trinity. My friends, the word union with the Holy Trinity is an expression of nothing but intimate relationship. By your baptism and being filled with the Holy Spirit, you have been brought into the fellowship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To experience the three persons of God in your life. To hear them instruct you. To hear them give you words of life and comfort when you need it. To calm your fears and anxieties. This is the experience to be had. Let me leave you with some verses from the great prophet Isaiah. From last night's reading in Isaiah chapter 43. 
And I want, to, I want you again to hear and recognize the voice of relationship and intimacy God desires with his people, his overwhelming love for all of us. Listen to God's words through Isaiah. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Since you were most precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Fear not, for I am with you. I am the Lord your God. Your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. This is who God wants to be to us and for us. This is how God wants to be experienced by us in our lives. Will we let Him? For Christ is risen. Indeed, He is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Indeed, He is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 